So, Sandy Joe, you're a professor. Let me ask you a question. If you were to give the Church of the West a grade on its assignment as outlined in, let's say, the syllabus of Scripture, what grade would you give it? That's a good question. I think I would give it maybe a D plus or a D minus. Not quite an F, but a D plus or a D minus. Welcome to the Whatever This Thing Is podcast, everybody. You're listening to the Whatever This Thing Is podcast, a podcast about this thing called the church. My name is Chris, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Sandy Joe, the host with hair. In this introductory episode, we identify a dilemma in the church, and we start the dialogue and journey towards deconstructing and reconstructing this thing called the church. Enjoy. So Chris, we're doing a podcast on the church. Why a podcast on the church? Why in the world do we need another one? Good question. Um, I'd say this whole idea and this discussion that you and I have been engaging in for months now kind of started back with my journey through church planting and through the church planting world as it's set up here in in the United States. Um, We've done some assessments and you get the... The assessment process is an interesting thing. Is you, it to weed out like sociopaths and all of that? It, you know, it's supposed to, but it seems like a few get through. I don't through. think it worked. <laughs> I don't think it's worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we made it through. So yeah, proof's in the pudding right there. They, <laughs> they let anybody through. But yeah, you go through this assessment and, and it's good. It's really good. In fact, um, a great process to kind of uh, confirm your calling. And then there's a lot of different training. There's lots of different organizations. It seems as though most of them have kind of a similar um, structure and, and idea. And essentially it all comes down to, you know, gathering a, a as large of a group of people as possible. Um, maybe some of them say they don't want you to launch anything until you have 50 people or more. Um, raising a massive budget to How pay much? for, I, you know, that could differ, but I, I know some people who recently have just launched and their budget was about $350,000 wow. for the year, which is just To have crazy. that in order to launch, you have to have 50 people and $350,000 or so. Right. And that, I mean, that's obviously case by case. There's some who those numbers are, are totally different, but the whole idea is you, you get the people, you get the money, and then you put together the team that can essentially launch this Sunday morning gathering to, to gather and attract as many people as possible in order to make it work as a church plant you have to have that those tools and those resources with the focus being on gathering people yeah so through that experience through that church planting assessment through your 20 so some odd years almost 20 years of ministry experience what places that brought you (laughs) yeah so that's uh... That's exactly where where we're at now is it's brought us to a place where I just, everything in me is just wants to push back against that. Um, It's, I started questioning that up front, like, man, is this really, do I, do I really want to put myself in a position where 
I'm at quite matter of factly, I am instantly become a slave to having to resource and produce this once a week gathering. And then uh, to add another layer to that, this once a week gathering that I actually have come to a place where I don't think it makes that much of an impact. So the whole week is built around getting people ready for that Sunday morning service, making sure that you have the resources to pay a mortgage, a rent, uh, salaries for the church, salaries for yourself, in order to keep the focus around the Sunday morning service. And so that seems to be where our, our big bone of contention is with the Western church, right? Right. And that's kind of been the source of our dialogue and it is branched out and into a lot of other conversations, very important conversations about what is things like what does discipleship really look like and, and giving and, and um, you know, just a lot of different things around the church life, which has led you and I both to have multiple conversations and conversations with others where essentially we're, deconstructing this thing that we know as the Western church. And I going to keep referring to it as the Western church because there's, there's other expressions of the church across the world that look completely different, at least from my understanding, I actually haven't been to them, but from what I hear, there's, there's some thriving expressions of the church in places like China or elsewhere where it's underground. This where they've had to adapt to the culture. Correct. Where it's it's not that they can come out and meet every Sunday. They have to adapt to house churches or to small groups or to kind of undercover type things. But I would say, I, I in, my, in my limited experience, it seems as if the Western church has folded into the rest of the world. And the rest of the world is moderate, modeling church around the Sunday service. And even if we were asked, you know, just go walking down the street asking a random person what they think church is, they will usually describe a location. They will usually describe or a denomination, some type of locality, some type of Sunday morning service. We say we're going to go to church as Mm -hmm. if we're going to go to a place to have service and that's church. And afterward we say, oh man, that was good church. Or we, we, we went to church today centered around that location and that service. And that's not even what the word church means, right? right. The church in the in the Greek means the the called out ones, the ecclesia or the ecclesia. It means it's referencing that community or that group of people. And so the deconstruction deconstructing of the church is really attempting to to ask questions because there's a ton of podcasts and a ton of books out there about the church critiquing the church. And they're usually critiquing the church and saying, um, here's a better way to preach. Here's a better way to do your service so that it looks more postmodern yeah. or looks more fancy. Here's a better way to do small groups. Here's a better way to do youth ministry. And you and I have done youth ministry for a long time and we've combated and tried to try to, you know, do those things the way the Western church does. And at the end of the day, there seems to be some type of disconnect or failure in that right we can write a book on how we think that service is going to be you know dynamic and the most effective and yet we're saying that sunday service that building is is what is the problem with the western church right and to make a point of clarity we're we're we've had this discussion where we're not saying that the regular sunday gathering in itself is a bad thing or or anything of morality we're not making a a moral um claim on it 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 can be a good thing but the fact of the matter is that that is the center of gravity 
for the, the Western focus. church. That's the focus. And I just don't believe that that's what Jesus intended. Um, well, and see, th- thinking back even to, again, your experience wanting to ch- plant a church for what, eight, nine years, even beyond that. Before I, you... Ever since I felt, you know, the air quote calling Call ministry. into ministry, yeah. there was definitely this, this deep sense of, of planting a church. Um, when, you know, I don't know how long ago that was now, maybe 18 years ago at this point, um, kind of when church planting was, was starting to be that, that new sexy thing that, that the guys are doing, doing and talking yeah. about and, and, uh, yeah, whatever it was there, there was this deep urge, but I, I definitely didn't jump right into it. I felt like there, the necessary journey for, mm-hmm. for us was to go along, um, through, through other ministries, other opportunities in more traditional church settings and to kind of get a, a foundation built yeah. under us. Um, but yeah, all of that, the cul- it's all culminated to this place where I've seen a lot of different expressions. I've, I've taken part in, I've, I've been the one to, to build and, and, uh, take part in this, this model that we have. Cause it's really the only thing we knew. In, in fact, you and I, and, and our friend Norb Kohler, we, we planted a church here in Orange County and to, you know, launched it in 2010. And the two main struggles were attendance and money just flat out. Right. Right. We were constantly battling getting people there and money. I think, I mean, I liked the church. I liked the essence of the things that we were doing, right? We were attempting to do a new thing in an old model. As much as we were attempting to be different, we were still doing, uh, attempting to do a new, a new thing in this old model. And that's right. where we fundamentally were unable to sustain it. Had you, and you are, are, have been bivocational, probably most of your ministry, I've been able to be full time for about 10 or 11 years before I went bivocational. The challenge of any church planter who really wants to do this full time is again, money to pay the salary and everything else and the, and, and therefore the people getting the people there so that they can pay their tithes so that they can support the ministry, attempting to, attempting to do this really, really, uh, uh, old model, but in a new way, because that's the way people want to do church. And in Southern California, the challenge is, especially is in, you know, doing youth ministry for a while in small churches, we didn't have the budget of building a paintball center, right? (laughs) But you go to some of these other big churches and they've got skate parks and everything else. And it was like, how do we compete with these or the lights or the sounds or the bands that they're able to bring in? How do we compete with that? We can't. And so we're attempting to, and every church plant is attempting to kind of like, like a little kid brother trying to catch up to the big brother of the big churches because we're still a slave to that, that uh, old model but we're attempting to do it in that new way. Right. And so that's what we're trying to discover. That's our, our mission here is, is not simply to just deconstruct and, and criticize the church. There's, there's enough of that going along. Um, we, we love the church. We, we, we want to see a beautiful expression of the church, but, but we definitely feel like we are currently for the most part in the West, in the United States, working with a very flawed system, flaw, flawed, almost to the foundation. It's, it's this thing, um, that's, that's been institutionalized. It seems in in many ways. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're trying to, to not just deconstruct for the purpose of, of, of tearing down, but to the purpose to get to a place where we can then, reconstruct and and that's what 
we're, this journey that we're kind of entering in here right now as we're uh, having this dialogue and talking with other people and, and, and kind of experimenting with different things like at its core, what, what is the, this vibrant, healthy, life-giving thing that Jesus had in mind? What, what does it look like in, in our current culture where we live in what's called now a, a post-Christian world where, like you said, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out and, and answer the question of why are all these people leaving the church? Why, why are millennials or young people leaving the church where, where a lot of church leaders are trying to answer that question with strategies for how you preach. Building and, a skate park. And that'll yeah, building a skate park or how, how you can change the way you're currently the way you service. attract them yeah. to your weekly right. gathering what we're saying is like no I, I think you actually need to tear down the whole thing which is not going to sit is not going to sit well but yeah. but we are in essence asking these questions of pastors and everybody else is your model working uh, a friend of ours carl vaders wrote a book called the new small church um, in which he was he was challenging the big models of the big big mega churches, and he had the courage to ask the big those questions of of people like well the big churches I don't want to name names but the big churches and say is your model really working and so we are attempting to ask that question of every pastor of every church is your model really working what are you what are you a slave to in that model um, what is missing. Are your people really being discipled or are yeah. they coming to a rock concert? Are they, are your people, are you asking the, the question of uh, how do we get more people to church? We are saying is the wrong question. How do we get, how do we get our friends and neighbors to this church service is the wrong question. The right. question we should be asking is how do we get, how do we encourage the, the church, the ecclesia to live out the kingdom in their daily lives? And how do we equip and encourage them to do that? As pastors, that should be our goal, that we are to equip the believer to live out the kingdom in their daily life. These are the, and some of these questions are the are questions that, that every pastor asks. And every pastor, I think at one point or another, beats their head against the wall and says, how do I get my people to act like Christians in their daily life? We think, we think in order to do that, you have to, you have to reevaluate where your focus is. Yeah, you have to return the center of gravity to where it belongs, which is, I think, in the home, in the neighborhood, in the community, where the believer, where the follower, the the apprentice of Jesus, um, is is carrying a load of the responsibility to to reach out and invite people in. That's that's a huge part of what our discussion has been. Is is man the the home the dinner table or it doesn't maybe your it's daily not, life yeah yeah just your daily life is and, and we've talked about this in church for years but the fact of the matter is the the center of gravity still remains on that mm-hmm. Sunday gathering right. the the focus is still hey invite your friends to church and the the really good speaker and band can create this atmosphere where we'll get them to, you know, raise we'll get their them hand saved. and we'll get them saved you and bring them here. We'll get yeah. them saved. We'll output another Christian and then maybe we'll get another tither and a tender. It sounds crass, but we have all struggled with that ideology. We need people. 
in order to survive, in order to, to, to generate income, in order to keep this thing afloat. And so the church becomes existing, exists for its own sake, as yeah. opposed to impact the world and the kingdom. And so the questions, the fundamental questions that we want, we want people to think about, we want to challenge people on, uh, where is the pastor spending the majority of their time? Is it focused around that Sunday Sunday service or is it spending time with people equipping, encouraging, counseling, shepherding, guiding? Um, where are the resources of the church going? Mortgage, rent, salaries, insurance, yeah. everything else. Is it going? Is, is it going to the community, to, to issues of causes that are needed, to the poor, to the needy? And so um, we're, we're really deconstructing the premise of the church we're attempting to ask a lot of questions and we want to dialogue we've been dialoguing yeah. together we've been dialoguing with others um, we've just been attempting to raise questions and we are for the church and we are we are for ministry there's a calling that that both chris and i share as pastors that we haven't been able to get away from as much as we would like to throw the church and the people with it out the window sometimes because it's so frustrating. We can't get away from the, the calling that's in us that doesn't make us better than anybody else. Right. Our calling is just to help others be better Christians, to help other Christians be better disciples. That's, that's our focus. Um, so challenging, deconstructing, evaluating those, those purposes for the church. Right. And so the cool thing is we, we realize that we're not the only ones having this conversation. Um, as we talk with other people, the, this dialogue is resonating with them greatly. Um, there's even some, you know, the mainline church leaders, guys like Francis Chan, who are actually years down the line in this um what i just realized he's he's doing some stuff up in san francisco we know he you know he left his mega church in simi valley years ago um out of some of these same deep core convictions where he's just like man i feel like we're missing the mark um i heard him say some things like i heard my name francis chan spoken more often than i heard the name of the holy spirit and and that's just not okay you know and so you got somebody like him um, and many others, many, many others um, who, who, who are sensing this shift, kind of this undercurrent, um, something that, that I think God is up to here in our midst. Um, and I truly am at a point where I believe that this, this, this is the groundworks of what the future um, of the church, or at least a large expression of the the church, is going to look like a in healthy, our culture. a healthy, functioning, vibrant, right. spiritually engaged church. I think, unfortunately, the institutional church will always exist, but is it effective? Right. Are these big churches? Is your local church period effective? And some of them may be, despite the fact that they have a weekly gathering and a building. Some of them may be. Um, are they as effective as they could be? And, and for those churches who don't want to give up the weekly gathering or the building, are, are there ways where you can purposely and intentionally take the focus off of yourself and the Sunday gathering so that it can actually be a lived out community in, in the community? Um, and so be willing, being willing to, to think about those things. Yep. I think we've run out of stuff already. <laughs> well, that's why we're inviting everybody else into the dialogue. So... For those of you guys who are listening, all two of you out there, <laughs> uh, we, we want to invite you into the dialogue, into this conversation here. We definitely don't want to um, journey through this alone. Sandy Joe and I will run out of things 
that are worth talking about pretty quickly. So what are some of your questions if you were to actually sit there and, and, and analyze the church that you're a part of, or maybe you're not, maybe it's an outsider's perspective where, um, where do you think you're, we're missing the mark or do you think we're missing the mark? Yeah. Especially for those who would never step foot in a church or would never step foot in a church again. Why? What are those some things? What would you challenge? What would you, what would you say have been your experiences? So even if you're not involved in a church, there's a reason why, because you can't stand church or you can't stand Christians and the two are related. So what are those questions? How do you want to engage in this dialogue. Promotional consideration provided by Broat Coffee, breaking bread in Orange, California. Music for this episode was created by Wolf. For more information about the show, please visit us on Facebook or email us at whateverthisthingispodcast at gmail.com. Coming up next time, we're going to be journeying through 2,000 years of church history, doing the impossible, boiling it down to just a few minutes, showing why it's relevant, and fixing the world's problems all at the same time. We hope you join us. 